0: the sensation got stronger, the intensity of the crackling and the popping um, overcame everything. And I just wasn't in the body anymore. There was just no body. It was like the top of my SUV was gone and I was above looking at this thing beneath me. And that's how it felt. This body felt like a thing. woke up one day and I said this is it this is the straw that broke the camel's back can't even tell you what that straw was because I was such a victim of life it could have been spilt milk I don't know but that day I got up and I said this is the day so my plan was to get in my SUV drive somewhere remotely on this little island where we lived which wasn't hard to do and escape so as I got to this location and I started to feel comfortable. I started to write the notes and slowly take the medication and drink the pre-mixed gin and tonics that I had bought. Who knows why I picked that drink of all drinks, not being a drinker. And as I sat there writing suicide notes, I slowly began to take the medication and drink the alcohol. So the conversation in my head was continuously with god and it was continuously with the mercy that was there with me at that time and i could feel that i could feel that and i just leaned into that and continued with the notes so i had been sitting in the front seat of the suv i threw the pillow and the blanket in the back and i got back in the the back seat and i laid down And things moved very quickly after this. One thing I have to say is that time disappeared already at this stage. Um, There was no concept of time. There was no realization of, holy heck, there's no going back. None of that was happening. It was just the same thing over and over in my head. I know there's a merciful God. I know there will be forgiveness. And I just leaned into that. And the next thing I remember as I'm laying on my back in the SUV with my blanket and my favorite pillow was I kept checking in if I was breathing. I don't know why, but my head was saying, I guess when we die, we'll know we're dead because the breath will be gone. So I just, without any awareness of meditation, had all of a sudden set myself up for a perfect meditation because I just kept saying, are you still breathing? Yes, are you still breathing? there it is yes and I noticed the breath getting more and more shallow and I think it was a combination of the medication the alcohol and the fact that I was calming the body just got into this very um, almost methodical breathing rhythm and the next thing I knew there was this um, crackling popping um, I'm going to preface this again. Language is very hard when you're describing a near death experience. So, those of us who have been through this, we always say you can't describe it in words, but I, I will do the best that I can. Popping, crackling, firecracker type sounds is the only way I can describe it. But they weren't happening outside of me and they weren't happening in my head. I was it. I was the popping and the crackling and the sensations. I, I was aware of
1: that. That was all that was happening in this, are you still breathing? Are you still breathing? The sensation got stronger, the intensity of the crackling and the popping
0: um, overcame everything. And I just, wasn't in the body anymore. There was just no body. It was like the top of my SUV was gone and I was above looking at this thing beneath me and that's how it felt. This body felt like a thing. There was no attachment to it. There wasn't even a sadness for it. There was no, holy heck, we gotta get her help or anything. There was was just no thought Just more curiosity like hmm just this I'm not anything and I'm not that and there wasn't even um, a questioner of why is this happening or who is this happening to it was just complete utter awareness of experience is the way I describe it I wasn't in pain I wasn't hurting Um, I wasn't um, sick or nauseous. I wasn't scared. I felt no fear. I didn't feel guilt or remorse or regret. All of those things that we seem to uh, be comprised of in this human realm. None of that was happening. It was just Hmm. so as that experience seemed to be going on for a bit. I noticed the thing in the car stopped moving. Appeared to be getting sick. And the next thing I know, the popping and the sensation of being pulled again got strong. And I felt this movement, if you will, or a a draw um, pulling me up. I just noticed everything became this most amazing color of pink. And when I use terms like colors or smells or sounds, again it's it's really hard because we try to give language to something that is without language this pink i've never been able to reproduce it was the lightest shade of the most beautiful baby pink i've ever seen i've tried to remix it with watercolors i've tried to recreate it it's just not because i wasn't seeing it i was it i didn't see pink I didn't see billowy pink. I was it, the sensation of all of it. And it felt like an expansion. It felt like this um, tunic can I had been in had popped open and this uh, energy could just expand beyond anything that I'd ever known. There was no body again. There was no, um, I'm an arm or I'm a leg or I'm an eyeball or any of that. It was just, oh. You know, just this
1: expansion into this beauty and this love I've never experienced. What seemed to appear next was just a noticing
0: that I was being beckoned. Um, And again, I wasn't a body, so it wasn't like somebody came up and said, come with me or anything like that. There was just this Um, awareness that something was beckoning me and I just knew it was Archangel Gabriel and I didn't know how I knew that it was just a feeling and growing up with Catholicism I didn't have a lot of knowledge about the Archangels or angels or any of that I you know I had the normal Catholicism interest Um, I certainly, as a girl, leaned into the mystical parts of it, like, um, uh, you know, uh, the apparitions of Mary or Medjugorje or um, Padre Pio. Those things enticed me as a small girl in Catholicism. I always thought they were beautiful, Um, but I didn't have extensive knowledge by any means of the mysticism or spirituality or any of these things. So why it was Archangel Gabriel, I don't know. And why I knew that, I don't know, but I just did. And I just knew that I was to follow the energy of that. The next thing I was aware of was just this feeling of being taken somewhere that I felt unworthy to go, which in this experience, as I seem to have transitioned out of the body, you'll notice I didn't have victimhood stories. So the fact that there was something still innately within me that felt like maybe I didn't still deserve what was about to happen was somewhat interesting. And there was an awareness of that. But as soon as that awareness kicked in, I also noticed a soothing from this love of almost like, don't be silly. You know, don't be ridiculous. Not only are you worthy of this, you are this. Welcome home, you know, it was kind of the sensation. And again, we think to use language, you know, I must communicate with this being, this archangel, but that wasn't happening. It was all telepathic, if you will. Just this, as soon as that sensation of unworthiness came, immediately the love just rushed in and just washed that away. It wasn't even possible for that to sit anywhere. I wasn't having um, a display of my life like that was bad and this was good and that was a sin and that's where you hurt this person and that's where you need to clean that up and you've got karma there and it wasn't like that at all for me. It was more of a celebration. Every experience flashing from the 38 years of my life right there but it was all celebrated. There was no shame on you, that was bad, you hurt this person, or I was molested by my grandfather when I was three years old, and there was no, that's the bad guy that did that to you. It was nothing like that. It was just a, these are all of the soul plans that you came to experience. And we're showing it back to you. And what an amazing, amazing, amazing 38 years you've you've had. It was just whew, seconds, seconds, the whole 38 years, and it was replayed beautifully. And again, when I say replayed, we, you know, our mind goes to was it a teleprompter? Was it you know? I can't explain that to you because there was nothing physical I just knew we were in this thing that felt like a monument and I felt somewhat unworthy almost like it was a church or cathedral or something that I didn't I didn't necessarily deserve to be in having this experience of seeing my life play out in front of me and all the lives that I had seemed to touch and it wasn't just the 38 years I want to mention that as well there seemed to be all kinds of um, ancestral stuff and other lives and other
1: places that I seem to have been a part of. And it all made sense at that time. The next thing I knew, um, there was
0: no conversation about it, but I just knew that I wasn't gonna get to stay. There was just this understanding that This is all well and good, this is all happening, but you're not staying here. So on the the return, if you will, same thing. The pink, the beauty, the smells, you know, I was hearing music, I was smelling smells like gardenias um, and angelic sounds. But again, I wasn't experiencing them, I was that. Um, you know this gardenia smell that I cannot reproduce this pink color that I cannot reproduce I wasn't again seeing it I was it same thing on the exit so the pink the smells the music Archangel Gabriel leading me back out the sensation the the, um, atomic molecular kind of pull the popping, all of that was happening, and then whoosh, into the black again. And again, I would have been completely at peace there. That blackness was not a terrifying place. It was just a comfort, it was a resting. It was almost like a, a plateau, um, if you will, to you know allow the body to be ready for the next pull is the only way I can explain it.
1: And I have no idea or a concept of time of how long I was in any of these apparent locations. Next thing I know, um, there's EMT workers trying to get me out
0: of this SUV. And I'm hearing people all around me working on me and there's a helicopter there because we lived on a little tiny island, remote. Um, so they had a helicopter in to get me. They're trying to get me out of this and into that. And I'm trying to tell them, I'm, you know, oh my God, you want you to trying to put the mask on me and shut me up. And here I am just completely euphoric and I just killed myself. And I just wanted to tell them, I wanted to hug everybody. I wanted to tell them how beautiful life was. And they're just like, you know, get this woman down I could see what was going on I could see all the people I could see there were people worried about me they were working on me cutting my clothes off um and I still didn't feel like I was integrated into the physical body like it was just it was just really uncomfortable but I noticed that I had gotten sick and I remembered seeing that I remember watching that from above the SUV and not to be too descriptive i will just say that when i got sick it was way too late i had already uh, digested everything so it was literally just the capsules the outside of the capsules there wasn't they couldn't pump my stomach or anything it was way too long and i kept hearing one of the gentlemen say it's been 18 minutes it's been 18
1: minutes like they're worried about my brain right And as I'm laying on the gurney, getting my IV and starting to really recognize that my body
0: is feeling strange, um, the medication made me very shaky. And I noticed that if I looked at anything, it was moving. The molecules were moving. The walls weren't walls. Holy heck, what am I laying on? Why am I not falling? Everything was moving. And I was just one vibrational thing. And I just, I can't explain it other than to say I felt like electricity. And I just kept thinking, why am I not falling through all of this? Like, why am I solid was what was going on. The next thing I knew, one of the doctors came in to do rounds and brought students and started doing the checklist that they do apparently with people who have just committed suicide. The questions they asked were, to me, hilarious. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing things that you shouldn't see? (laughs) Yeah. Are you hearing things you shouldn't hear? Perhaps. You know, I didn't know how to answer these questions because I was not the same person. And at this time was the first time I knew I had to trust what had just happened to me because well, holy heck, there's someone sitting on the gurney here with me. And it seems like they don't see her, but I do. And she's talking to me, but she's not talking to them. And she's calling herself Bernadette. And nobody's looking at her. They're looking at me. And she's guiding me on what to say. And she's saying, don't tell them. They'll lock you up. And this was the first time I had to trust this. And it was terrifying. Because I thought I had damaged my brain. At this point now, the story of Kelly is the Inquisitor. And she's going, what did you do? You know, that victim thing wants to come back. But there's something now deeper and more profound that doesn't believe that. And so it's going, oh, you just be quiet. You just listen to her. She knows what she's talking about. And then there's this other thing that's going, well, wait a minute, who are you? You're the one listening to her, who's listening to that, who's answering them, who are you? And that just kept arising. Who are you, who are you, who are you? you? I can't explain it any other way than to say consciousness was just fully on the on the periphery here and it was just aware of all these cast of characters that seemed to have a storyline and none of it was being believed anymore and it was completely entertaining it was hilarious and yet i knew if i laughed at this they were gonna lock me up or if i said she's telling me not to tell you i see her (laughs)
1: right
0: so I had to roll with it. I had no other choice at this point. I didn't wanna be locked up, I knew that. I wanted to get to my family and tell them how
1: amazing life was after i just killed myself. After I did return to the physical body for the last however many years it's been since
0: 2008, I'm still getting downloads from that experience because our linear brains cannot take in everything that is given to us. It's why we have the concepts of time and space because our linear brain cannot take in what's really happening. So I say to people, I'm still getting downloads to this day. I'll go to say no and then immediately I get the download. So there's still that happening from that experience. Um, Some of it's mine, some of it's Ancestral. Some of it's for people that I love, Um, my my son and my family, especially, Um, and so that's still happening to this day.